Hello this is Said Zaman from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news Today is Monday the 6th of February The Delhi Municipal House has been adjourned for the third time in a month without electing a mayor PTI reported This came after the Aam Aadmi Party opposed the presiding officer's decision to allow aldermen to vote Aldermen are nominated councillors appointed by the lieutenant governor They are responsible for supporting the house in decisions that have an impact on the public as they have special knowledge of municipal administration. Atishi of the Aam Aadmi Party said that her party would approach the Supreme Court to allow the elections to be held in a court-monitored way. The Delhi Municipal Corporations Act 1957 stipulates that the mayor and deputy mayor must be chosen during the very first house session following the municipal elections. However, Two months have passed since the municipal elections and Delhi still lacks a mayor. The Aam Aadmi Party has alleged that the nominated council members are inclined to support the BJP and that the BJP is trying to seize control of the local government despite losing the election. Presiding officer Satya Sharma earlier announced that aldermen will be allowed to vote in the election for mayor, deputy mayor and standing committee members. Following this, Aam Aadmi Party councillors started to protest calling the move illegal. Listeners, if you would like to know more about the ruckus that unfolded on the 24th of January at the MCD house, then do watch my colleague Akansha Kumar's video report titled Slogans Aggression Protest: How the Ruckus During Delhi's Mayor Election Unfolded, which details how and why the election for Delhi's mayor was postponed. We have been able to bring you such reports because we are funded by you and not by corporations or the government. Your support is all we ask for. If you aren't a subscriber already become one today subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free our subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month opposition mps came together in both houses of parliament to protest against the adani group today the members were seeking a response from the government over the latter's alleged support to the adani group leaders of opposition parties continue to demand a probe by a joint parliamentary committee into the allegations made by the Hindenburg research against the Adani group these allegations pertain to fraud and stock manipulation opposition members also alleged that public money has been put at risk since public sector banks life insurance corporation of india state bank of india have invested in the group members of the congress and the other opposition parties chanted adani sarkar shame shame in the lok sabha despite speaker om birla urging them to not disrupt proceedings 10 notices were sent by opposition members demanding that the listed business of the day be suspended so that a discussion can be held on the fraud charges. Chairman Jagdeep Dhankar refused to accept those notices in the Rajya Sabha. On the 24th of January, American company Hindenburg Research claimed that the corporation committed stock manipulation and accounting fraud as well as the biggest scam in corporate history. The market value of the whole Adani group has decreased by more than 100 billion dollars since the report's publication. Additionally the company postponed its follow on public offer for rupees 20000 crore last week The Congress led United Democratic Front staged a walkout from the Kerala Legislative Assembly today They accused the Left Democratic Front of failing to enforce food safety norms and jeopardizing public health the Hindu reported The opposition highlighted the increasing instances of food poisoning and related deaths in the state They also highlighted a recent TV sting in which doctors were seen taking bribes in exchange for issuing health cards to employees of hotels and restaurants instead of carrying out required medical tests. 
Anoop Jacob, a legislator for the Kerala Congress Party, introduced a resolution and said that the CPM-run municipalities and systemic corruption in the health department have thwarted aggressive implementation of the food safety laws. According to opposition leader V.D. Sathisan, only 24% of Kerala's hotels had a license or registration. According to him, 70% of hotels ran their operations outside the state's food safety monitoring system. According to the Controller and Auditor General's audit, the majority of hotels that are GST registered do not have food safety licenses. Health Minister Veena George maintained that the government has taken strong action against dishonest employees who undermine the state's effort to maintain food safety. The government has issued 4,000 notices in such matters so far, the minister said. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear an appeal challenging the appointment of lawyer L. Victoria Gauri as Madras High Court judge. PTI reported. Gauri's qualifications were questioned by the petitioners who claim that she is a BJP member. The arguments of senior advocate Raju Ramachandran that the case required an urgent hearing were noted by a bench consisting of Chief Justice Diva Chandrachud, Justices P.S. Narsema and J.B. Padiwala. Chief Justice Chandrachud agreed to list the case on Friday. The lawyer earlier defended the centre before the Madurai bench of the Madras High Court. A few members of the Madras High Court Bar had sent a representation to the CJI, urging the Collegium to recall the proposal to appoint lawyer Victoria Gauri as a judge. The proposed appointment has also courted controversy after certain communal remarks by Gauri surfaced in the public domain. A major earthquake of 7.8 magnitude hit close to the Turkish city of Gaziantep early on Monday. More than 1,300 people have died so far in Turkey and neighbouring Syria, Associated Press reported. A few hours later, another quake of 7.5 magnitude threatened to overwhelm rescue attempts in the southeast Turkish town of Ekinozu. It is still not clear how many people were killed in the second tumbler. As rescue crews raced to identify survivors buried under the rubble of destroyed buildings in both countries, the toll from the first earthquake is anticipated to grow. The death toll due to the first earthquake in Turkey, according to President Recep Tayyip Erdogan, has risen to 912, CBS News reported. According to Erdogan, search and rescue personnel were sent right away to the earthquake-affected districts. In Syria, more than 370 people were killed in government-held parts of the country, according to the health minister. According to White Helmets Rescue Organization, at least 221 people died in rebel-held areas. At least 20 aftershocks were registered, with the biggest reaching 6.6 on the Richter scale, according to Turkish authorities. The earthquake struck Syrian districts bordering Turkey, which are densely populated. According to Associated Press, the healthcare facilities in these places are inadequate. According to Al Jazeera, the Syrian civil defence has declared an emergency. Prime Minister Narendra Modi was among a host of world leaders who offered assistance to those affected by the earthquake. Meanwhile, American President Joe Biden reportedly directed federal government partners to consider possible responses to the situation in the two countries according to National Security Advisors for the United States, Jake Sullivan. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.